Today on the Orthodox Ethos Podcast, we present an interview from the 2022 Unka Mountain Press Conference on the theme, the Orthodox Ethos. The purpose of this conference was to assist those desiring to go deeper into the way of being in Christ, how this is acquired, lived, and imparted. Father Zechariah, thank you so much for joining us, not only at the conference, but for a few moments here uh, when we have a break for our Orthodox Ethos podcast. It's a joy to have you. It's just a joy to be here. It's been very encouraging and uh, just a, a joy to... Yeah, it's, it's been great. <laughs> I don't know what else. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you think that the, the topics we're talking about here are really vital to the church? I do. I think it's, I mean, this is very important right now in our times uh, for people to, to hear about issues that are facing us, for mm. us to be sober about, about the times in which we live mm. and about this, mm. uh, where God has put us right. right now. And that's very important. So you're going to talk to us about uh, the Orthodox ethos and basically countering what I what I like to call the zeitgeist or the spirit of the world, uh, and that's something you have tackled a lot online. You write uh, mainly uh, uh, was it a weekly? Is it a weekly or biweekly? Try to weekly if I'm yeah a weekly post, and it's on your you got a website, but also on Instagram. Yeah, I, I it's I. It's on in, in Inkless Pen blog. Inkless Pen. That's, that's right, blog. And, and I post on Instagram just so people know. And, and you're tackling the issues like transhumanism and globalism and the whole march during the COVIDism and all that that we, we, we walk through. Yes. I would, would really, in the beginning, honestly, what really interested me was, was what happened in, in Russia, the fall of Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, I lived in, in Ukraine. Uh, in the early 90s, um, after the wall came down, my first exposure. Um, but then after I became Orthodox, um, reading Father Seraphim Rose and talking about how what happened there was to some degree a pattern. You could see it was like a, a precursor to, to, to the times mm. in which we live. And so I started reading about methodology there in, in Soviet Russia and, and so on. And it, it obviously you get into these different things and you start going down all kinds of rabbit trails, rabbit trails and paths. Mm. And you start reading about uh, some things that have been referenced here at the, you know, Bild Bilderberg, Tavistock, you know, you know, all these, all these, oh my, and your mind starts exploding almost right. when you yeah. first encounter it. Um, and, and not not in any way to to be obsessed with it, but I think the Lord gives us a mandate in our times and mm -hmm. the times to to know the signs of the times, yeah, so that we can Absolutely. be vigilant, so we can we can be watchful. The scriptures say that we have to be watchful. The mm -hmm. Lord warns of of all these things precisely because the counter is we can. We can fall asleep. We can be lulled to sleep, and we can we can think that we're we're advancing in the things of God when actually we're not. Mm. And I think that's mm. um, a fearful thing. Mm. And to I mean, God help us. So to, trying to understand a bit. Um, so you see this as an extension of your pastoral work. I do. I think it's I think it's important that that people. 
uh, are able to to understand the times, especially within the Christian context. Mm-hmm. And and we have obviously, I mean, Orthodoxy has all the mechanisms to do that. We're the mm-hmm. only ones that can successfully do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mean, I came out of evangelical Protestantism. They don't have that. They mm-hmm. don't have that mechanism, which to really understand and give people, not so that we just get, oh my gosh, it's terrible. We're all, but we actually have hope. Mm-hmm. That I have something, we have the ark of salvation. Yeah. The prophetic word. The prophetic thing. word, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, throughout uh, the Old Testament. Anytime the prophets spoke, it was, it was always to call the people of Israel back to the life, right. which was right. the law for them. Right. And only through living in the law would they have life. You leave the law, you have death. You stand right. in the law, you have life. It really hasn't changed for us. It's just, we, it's Christ. Christ fulfills yes. all of that. Right. We stay in Christ. We stay in his church. We stay in the ark of salvation. We have life. We get drawn out of it. And I think that's the, the thing is, is the enemy, um, is trying to draw us out. And you saw this in pre-Soviet times, even in Orthodoxy. You read in St. Hilarion, you read St. Theophon, you read St. Ignatius, um, and others, obviously, and those those times before the revolution. And they're talking about, um, you know, I think St. Hilarion, he has an article, he says, you go to the seminaries and they're lauding Marx, you know, and they're talking about what Marx has in common with Jesus Christ. And and so they had a similar problem. Um, Obviously, now we could apply that slightly different, um, but it's the same trying to integrate, um, get Christians to re-identify, as it were. Mm. to take on a new identity that's not of christ actually but that's of course very you keep the name jesus because you got to sell it that's fascinating you know we we have a, a, a very important anti-heretical uh, uh, priest who died in greece uh, in athens he was famous uh, and he said something he is you know his work was basically against the sects that were in greece mm. the jehovah's witness various yes. sects that that were poaching a lot of orthodox christians and he said you know the things have changed he said the today the, the devil is working not to take people so much out of the church mm-hmm. physically but to fill the church with secularized worldly mm-hmm. uh, essentially people who without the orthodox phronema keep them there but dilute yes. them and dilute the church and so do you feel that that's that's the case we have that that's the war we're fighting right now that our for our own people the the, the, the baptized orthodox christians not to essentially walk away from Christ without physically leaving the church, but uh, they've left Christ. Behind. Yes, you can, because we, we can be in the same place and still, as it were, have an internal conversion mm-hmm. to something that's not of Christ. Right, right. And I think that's I, I, and something I've, I've looked at also, um, because it's interesting, and, and is the uniatism, what happened in the union of breasts. Oh, yes. Because it's a similar thing. It's, yeah. it's as if the, the enemy, I mean, he still uses brutal uh, persecution, obviously we've seen that. Yes. But he also presents, listen, you can keep your external rights. Right. You can keep all right. of your things. Just change the, the internal. That's all. 
That's yeah. all you have to do. Right. And and so it's a new unitism, but that original, we could say, tactic of unitism, mm. of uniting interiorly with mm. something that is not of Christ mm. while keeping the externals. And that, I think, is even more dangerous mm. than on some level of um, a brutal atheist persecution mm. because we can think that we're still with Christ when in fact right. we've left him, which was exactly what happened with uh, the apostasy and union to, uh, with right. the unions. Right. So did we see something like that during the COVID phenomenon that we walked through? It seemed like there was, it seemed like there was a, uh, you know, we were caught off guard and we, we, we were, you saw a lot of fear, saw a, a lot, lot, of fear. lot of fear, and it kind of exposed us as... You know, not having the full readiness to face death and face uh, persecution, face all this. Um, that, that, of course, the Lord allows that for our better, betterment. Absolutely. You know, to help us, uh, like you say, become more watchful, become mindful, become better versed in self-knowledge. What are we really, where are we really yes. you know, spiritually? And we need that. It's absolutely God's mercy to us, actually. Yeah. Um, so that we can repent. It's never... Um, the Lord's not looking to destroy us. The Lord's looking Absolutely. to heal us and to save us. And so whenever he reveals, even in our own lives, whenever he reveals those things, things that maybe we didn't even know were there previously, he's only doing that so we can come Absolutely. willingly to him and say, Lord, please take this, please yeah. heal this, yeah. make me whole. And I, of course, that's on the personal level, but also in some sense on the corporate level, there's a corporate revelation, local churches, and yeah. we see that in the book of Revelation, yeah. God's dealing on on different levels. Yeah. And so I, I, it probably global, but keeping it in America where I live, because there was a, a certain revelation of, of the hardest, of the, you know, where are we as Christians? Right. Um, it, it, for for all of us, um, and so I, I think there there really is, and there's a spirit of of the times that that is is looking um, looking to to substitute the things of Christ. Mm. Well, well that, that's actually what the the deeper meaning of Antichrist is. Yes, right? absolutely, because in the, and that's that's the the very deceptive and. Um, mm sinister ultimately how does aspect. how does uh, does the whole thing we lived with covid tie into transhumanism at all or to the globalism well i think they're all interconnected absolutely i mean uh, transhumanism it's interesting how that we're, we're always looking. I mean, the devil's always taking things. It seems like the gospel and he's inverting it yes. like with the Antichrist. And, and people want to be saved. I think we've mentioned that here at this conference. And, and people want paradise. We want all of these things, but we just don't want it through God's paths. Mm. God says, repent. And we don't, I don't want to repent. I don't want to have to take up the cross right. and follow him. So I want paradise without Christ. I want salvation without Christ. I want Christ without Christ. Mm. Ultimately, that's antichrist. And transhumanism is that. We'll transcend um, even what it means to be human. We can fix the human condition mm. without God. Um, and in some sense, there is a confession in transhumanism that humanity is broken and weak and, and not is mm. sinful, obviously, in Christianity. But we're the problem, right, mm. with transhumanism. 
for Christ, he's come to heal us, to save us because he loves us and he doesn't desire our destruction. Um, but we have to follow after God. His therapeutic program, His therapeutic which is the cross program. is therapy. Absolutely. But with yeah. the transhumanist, we're going to fix it without God. And, and of course, it gets into scientism. We'll go in, we'll, we'll transcend what we know of this mm. filthy existence of humanity. Become gods without God. Without God. It's the same old temptation. Yes, the singularity. They'll talk about things of achieving singularity, uh, becoming eternal in our consciousness. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's a it's its own religion. So it's really. kind of connected to the New Age in a way. Isn't I, I think so. It's all it's all connected. It's, Gnostic, it's a Gnosticism Gnostic, of our day. Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. And is it connected at all to the whole? Uh, transgender transitioning, all of this is that also connected to transhumanism or no? Not I think. Too. I mean, I would. I would think kind of it's spiritually, a, it, it's spiritually it connected, but not because you're already be thinking that you can transcend something that is obviously a God-given state. Right. Um, so you're you're, you're doubting right. the Creator's plan for you, right. your identity. Same same kind of rejection of the the image and likeness mm-hmm. and the right? idea of transcending it. Right. You know, and changing that as if it were through your own power. You've read Father Sarah from Rose on the, uh, the Orthodox religion of the future. Yes. Who hasn't, right? Yeah. Uh, did he see, do you feel like he saw where we were going in this? And, and how, how much, um, I mean, I, I didn't see transhumanism coming. Frankly, but I hadn't. I wasn't that closely. I, I saw, you know, population control that's been sure. going on for decades. The whole uh, uh, doubting of uh, of roles and genders that's been simmering for a while. This whole transhumanism thing has really kind of just come out of nowhere. It seems to me. I mean, uh, maybe I'm wrong. You know, to, what do you think? Exploding. But it's been going on for a long time. Well, I think the it's been it's you plant things underneath, you know, subtly. That's what you know. It's like you 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 get behind, as it were, enemy lines, and you plant things they don't realize they're there, and then you reveal it. And it grows and in it, the darkness. It grows in the darkness, and I think um, in in modern secular life, that's what was happening. There were, I mean, all of that. The sexual revolution in the '60s was already clearing right. the ground for where we're at now yeah. in transhumanism. You couldn't be here today right. without what right. happened in the revolutions, so to speak, in the 60s and even before that, but just keeping it at least not too distant. Well, that actually brings a really interesting question because I think what happens is a lot of critics in the West who don't have the orthodox perspective, don't see the the, the thousand-year what we would think is, you know, from the millennium now of the West. Like today we heard uh, Davis, uh, Greg Davis say that really for a millennium, Mm -hmm. the West began a millennium ago with the Pope departing from from Orthodox conciliarity and the Orthodox communion. So the, you know, that's what seems to me Father Seraphim Rose brought and what the Father's bring and what your, your work does is it says, look, we know the Alpha and the Omega. Yes. You, the world does not know the Alpha and the Omega. They don't understand who's coming, when he's coming, and who he is. We do know. We know when the end of history is. So therefore, we can tell you where we are, maybe not down to the last year, but sure. we can tell you where we are in this, in this march toward Antichrist. Yes. Uh, and that seems to me to be a huge prophetic weapon in the hands of the church we should be using all the time to free people from this delusion. Absolutely. And we have so many. I mean, Father Seraphim, 
in our own, um, but St. Paisius spoke about yes. it, Elder Athanasius. I mean, the list would go on of, yes. of modern, uh, contemporary, orthodox, holy men and women yes. that have that have spoken out and that for that very reason as a prophetic voice I and mean, in prophecy is always a call to return to the lord mm. so prophecies for you know for us but so that we can also speak to the world and we can hopefully call it you know also be right. a voice of of true reason of true logos isn't prophecy first and foremost speaking the truth to this generation yeah i think so and then the the secondary is the prophetic is future a, a foresight yeah because yeah. most of the prophets again in the old testament were it is an act of calling. Most of it is return to the Lord. Right. And that was the prophetic voice. Right. right. And then some of it was, this yeah. is what will happen. It was applicable in both. Yes. It was, it was both hand, as we mm -hmm. say in the Orthodox ethos. We like to say that a lot because it's always, it's always like that. In yeah. the, in the, in you can't the, separate them. Yeah, you can't separate them at it's, all. It's the life they, and the spirit. They, they spoke then, but it was applicable to all of us. Mm -hmm. throughout Absolutely, time. because yeah. it's the living word. So uh, it would be a sign of great departure that the prophetic voice would not be heard yes it's a standard it's a it's a it's 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 a given in the church yes and i think that's one of the dangers is you have aspects um you know even within orthodoxy that are are trying to actively work against the prophetic word you mm. could say mm -hmm. um trying to to normalize condition mm. orthodox christians right. to expect accept the spirit of the age right and not to be watchful not yeah. to be it's just this is the way it is this is and we have to learn and of course they will use virtuous language you have to be kind you have to be loving mm. but it's not according to christian life or love even it's it's according to a whole new definition mm -hmm. of of those things mm -hmm. and so that's that that reconditioning as it were um really an attack on the prophetic life of the church or the prophetic word of the church don't mm -hmm. say that that's mm -hmm. uh, you know saint paisius for instance i mean he was attacked by certain people sure. as being he didn't know he stole all that from protestants really trying to degradate yes. the prophetic word right. of of the saints um but the reason is so people will begin to doubt oh paisius he's he's just getting his information from some you know kind of wacky evangelical book back in the day yeah. it's so it's so amazing to hear that i, I yeah. I've, I've heard that in greece I, yep. I was in greece and i and i went to the spiritual children of elder paisius and i said do you know that there's this this and this this one, no, it's, it's, it's insane. Right. right. Uh, St. Paisius, whatever he saw, like St. Nicodemus, the, the Hagarite, for instance, they accuse him of being basically taking from the, the, the papal Protestants and incorporating it. But th what they don't understand, they don't, they don't understand that the saints don't base themselves right. there. They have their own experience. They're well grounded in the spirit of God and the illumination of God. If they use whatever, uh, you know, Exothen, we would say in Greek, outside the the walls, material. Mm -hmm. it's, not that, it's not that they're getting their illumination from there. They're right. utilizing the language, like the church fathers would have done in the ancient church. Yes. They didn't become yeah. philosophers. They weren't sitting at the feet of Aristotle, right. but they took the terminology yes, that exactly. was well known, and many times they tweaked it. Yes, right. So they didn't just sit there. So people say, well, the church fathers did philosophy. No, they didn't philosophy. They weren't philosophers. Philosophers are people who speculate from a purely human perspective. They use that to communicate. And I think St. Paisius is the same thing. Absolutely. Elder Athanasius, whoever it is. Yes. But people who don't have that 
experience or that familiarity with how the saints work and who they are, they they end up saying things like yes. like what you and said. And it sows doubt, and I think that's the other problem yes. is it begins to sow that doubt in the word of those those um, prophets of our times. Yes, oh, they don't really know because that's just some kind some kind of. Well, your work has been a, a great encouragement to me personally, to all of us uh, who are following. Uh, the Orthodox ethos. Uh, I many times have shared your work. I've told people to go and uh, sign up and we're very grateful for it uh, because it's super important uh, to stay watchful. I mean, this is the core of the Orthodox way of life is watch and pray you not enter into temptation. Yes. Nipsis in Greek, right? The mm -hmm. Niptic fathers, the Philokalia. This is the core that we're constantly, first of all, we're pilgrims here. But yes. Constantly we're, we're watchful. Uh, so I think your work really brings a lot to, to, of that. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you came oh, to be God. with us at the it's conference It's a joy today. to be here. It's, yeah. it's really been a joy. So good strength in your continual you. continual path and struggle and offering. And uh, we look forward to your lecture tomorrow. Lord willing. <laughs> Thank God's grace. Amen, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Σε μέγιστο σε πρωτιπούσαν παρθένες